0: This week, Joe joins us in the studio after having four wisdom teeth taken out of his mouth. Uh, he's drugged up, he's got his pain meds in him, and he's here to talk Pathfinder. Yes, uh, he's been reading the Pathfinder book. Just, just indulge him; it's fine. We're also going to go through some of your issues and questions from the emails that have been coming through massively over the last two weeks. Keep them coming; we're going to get into them uh, specifically how we organise our world bibles and notes. Welcome to We Speak Common. Good evening Joseph Dixon. Good evening Benjamin. Uh, it actually is evening. Um, well, I call it evening. It's like, what, ten to seven? It's
1: rare we record
0: this late. And this time, this day as well. We've, we've left this hour as late as possible. Mm-hmm. Because you've been through the ringer. Let's all get some sympathy going for Joe. I am unwell. What have you been doing? Just ripped me a wisdom teeth out, just getting
1: them Did yanked do out of there. Did you do it yourself? You? No, it's okay. for far I got a professional in to do it. Okay, good. Um, That's best. It's advised. Yep, you took all four and just uh, got those bad boys out. Mate. Turns out that um, messes up the interior of your mouth quite quite poorly. Turns out that hurts. Yep, I was looking like chipmunk for a few days. Um, you still got a little bit of puffy cheeks, can yep. Yeah. you? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm not a well man. <laughs> not a well man. Push <laughs> sure. Just had a few cheeky little... Crash emails, a couple of iBrufen before I pop round. here. So, <laughs> it's
0: hitting so, you hard.
1: <laughs> I am, um, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to do the podcast, I'm ready, rearing, <laughs> ready to go.
0: <laughs> Mate, okay, well I'll take the reins, um, but before we get into our topics, I say topics because we're going to go through some emails, I picked a nice and easy one for you today. Uh, you want to talk about something that's been Getting you through the pain of and the drugs of um, having your teeth out,
1: yeah. Well, between sort of like coming in and out of consciousness, just laying in bed <laughs> over the past sort of four days, I've uh, been doing a little bit of reading, a bit of viewing, um, a little bit of window shopping, I would call it. Well, yeah, because as I know people may or may not know, Pathfinder 2 2e has like just come out, they've been doing the playtest for like a year, but mm. uh, I think the final edition is now out in the wild, and I am. Um, was vaguely interested in it. I wasn't that interested in it until I learned about the three-action system, which I thought was kind of cool. That's what differentiated it from
0: 5e for me. So is this the thing that this would be your elevator pitch, like play Pathfinder 2 because of this?
1: Well, I don't know. I can't... I mean, this is going to be an ongoing thing, which I'll update the audience as I learn more, because <sighs> I can't say... You're
0: going to change I us. can't
1: say I would recommend it yet, because I haven't played it, and um, I don't know all the rules, etc. I'd have to read the, the Did book. you play Pathfinder 1? A little bit, okay. Uh, very sparsely, but not not very much. I looked
0: at it. I never played it.
1: Now, as the audience knows, I'm uh, keen on you know doing a bit of theory crafting, a bit of building from time to time. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to do in my D and D. Is come up with fun creative builds, and you can do that to some extent in Five E. But Five E is a bit of a a sanitised edition, if you will, where there's <laughs> um, there's a limit to the variety I think you can get at. Yeah. Um. You know your uh, your thief rogue is going to be very similar to another thief rogue right you know mm. that you can there's only so many degrees of uh, there's differentiation. there's only, only so
0: many subclasses
1: exactly yeah but with pathfinder they've kind of changed the system quite heavily i think from first edition where it's basically all feet based now now there are a lot of feats in first edition pathfinder but now the entire class is made of feats. so you get ancestry feats now, ancestry is essentially what they've just renamed race to basically like, yeah, yeah racial feats because so you get racial feats then you get skill feats so feats that pertain to it might be like an athletics um, skill feat that just helps you jump better or you know whatever mm. and then on top of that you get your class feats which obviously only if you take that class you can get those feats and I think you get those every other level you get like ancestral feats maybe every five levels and a skill feat every however many levels now, this is pretty cool because it very much is then like a build your own character out of all these little blocks. Mm. Um, and these feats can, you know, wildly diverge how your character looks. So, one paladin is going to be very different. So, every time you get to, like, like I say, every other level and you get that um, class feat, I think you can choose between about three generally. Okay. Or you can pick ones of the lower levels as well if you want to get cool. a lower level one. So, you've got, like, at least one of three options every other level. So that's, like, you know, ten different points of divergence. So one is going to look very different to another by the end, you know, 20th level. Mm. And I think what's cool as well is it has a little bit more granularity than 5e. Instead of just having, okay, you're proficient in something or you're not, there are degrees of proficiency. So you can be untrained, which I think gives you, like, a minus four. Trained is just a flat roll. Then you become an expert, master, and legendary. Cool and so you can have so for instance you're not just okay I'm proficient in wisdom and um, intelligence saving throws well in, in Pathfinder I think it's like reflex will and something else mm-hmm. you might be okay I'm untrained in reflex and I'm an expert in willpower saves and legendary in this other one so you have these massively like varying degrees which I think is pretty cool actually um, because it makes your character a much greater degree of good and bad at, lots of different things which i think is pretty fun and then finally to sort of top all this off and the thing that really made me interested is they've gone for like a three action system so obviously in D, you've got your action bonus action reaction yeah now in pathfinder you've got a reaction which works basically the same as in D, and you have three actions now now here's the thing Movement's not free, like it is in D&D. You have to spend an action on it. Right. But you can stack it. So, for instance, if all you want to do is run once per turn, you don't run with your free action and then dash, you spend all three actions just to run. So yeah. you triple your movement speed. Yeah. And here's the thing, maybe you get have like rogues, maybe you maybe got a rogue feet which if you spend two actions on running it actually quadruples your movement or something like that. So that's where some of the synergy comes into play. Okay. Which I think is pretty cool. So you can attack three times from level one. Yeah. But each subsequent attack gives you a minus five to hit. So by the third attack, you're probably unlikely to hit. Mm-hmm. So now, but maybe I'm a fighter and I've got on power attack, which allows me to double the damage die of my first attack. It's so now I only attack once, not having any minuses to hit, but it does about the same damage as two attacks. Mm-hmm. So you're mixing things up. Shields um, are interesting because you actually have to spend an action to raise your shield to gain the benefit of the shield. Mm-hmm. And if you get hit, it soaks damage, but your shield might break. So there's all this sort of extra stuff. And what I really like as well, is each weapon now feels distinct in D anD D? I think weapons. The only difference between them is their damage die. Basically, mm-hmm. is all they are. There is no difference between a like a, a longsword and a maul, or you know, a greatsword um, and and a great axe. Essentially, unless you are playing barbarian, a greatsword is just objectively better because it averages out to be more damage. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Pathfinder, each of the weapons has a very distinct flavor, and you can become like an expert in, say, swords, but you're only a master in um, blunt weapons or something like that, right? So you specialise a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, a type of attack you can do is a shove attack. It costs an action, and if you have to have a free hand, you can shove someone, you push them five feet. But if you have a, a mole, you can do a shove attack as part of an attack action, and you don't need a free hand.
0: Right, okay. Because that's
1: the mole's special property.
0: See, I'm seeing what you were saying to me earlier about how it gets really in deep. Is really in there isn't it like you've got to think about everything
1: yeah and like for instance a great sword I think um, you can choose between doing slashing or piercing damage yeah Uh, so that's that special property of that weapon Um, now I think I can't remember what the other ones are there's probably you know but it means that if I say, okay, I want to use a longsword as my main weapon, it means something. In d d it doesn't really mean anything. It's no, it just, just changes the die roll. It just changes the die roll and the flavour going on in your head. But yep. in this game, it becomes part of the build, and I really like that. I think that's... Um, and they, they sort of experimented with it a bit in 5e, like, oh, okay, we got versatile weapons, mm-hmm. but um, when does that ever come up? You know what I mean? If I'm using a longsword... If I'm using it two-handed, I might as well use a great sword. Yep. If I'm using it one-handed, I've got a shield. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was weird. Um yep. the computer had a fit. Didn't didn't like that, but we're back. But we're back. <laughs> we're back. Hopefully, it sounds fine. Um I, I, we were talking for about 5 minutes and then realized the uh the Audition wasn't very happy. It was D and D striking back. It was D and D saying, "No, you will only play five e." Um, I think what we got to you were talking about weapons, um, but you were telling me you went on to about talk about the actions. Yes, the actions. Three actions. I'm going to talk this back to you, and you can tell me if it's right. Good, good, yeah. Some learning, quizzing you. So you get three actions per round in Pathfinder 2 correct that's pretty cool because they are used for pretty much everything by the sounds of it Mm -hmm. so um, nothing's free no free movement no free movement so if you want to move you've got to use an action but if you want to move double your speed instead of using an action to dash you're going to move for one action and then move move for for a second action another action so you can double and you can can move for three actions
1: yeah and if you don't want to move you can just attack three times from, from level one from level one now there are like uh, incurred accuracy uh, debuffs as you continually attack
0: mm-hmm.
1: but like i say this is where the feats come in so you can get like a power attack which doubles your damage die so you can use that instead of attacking twice and then you're getting overall more damage because you've got more accuracy over time sort of thing yeah um and we were talking about obviously spells as well and how they work so some spells cost of a varying degree am- amount of actions yeah if you want to concentrate on a spell. Because you instantly will lose the spell you're concentrating on unless you spend an action on your turn to concentrate on it so that becomes like a tax for keeping the spell up but what's cool is there's no limit to this the limit is the amount of actions you have so if you want to um concentrate on three spells you can do that but you're just going to spend your entire round concentrating yeah. then your main goal is just staying alive and staying out of danger whilst you have all these powerful spells going on now I don't I think the max you could probably concentrate on is two because I think the minimum for most spells is two actions to cast yeah but um this is pretty cool and then I was looking at the capstones as well some of the abilities way more creative than 5e I must say yeah like the capstone for the um magic like weapons and that in um pathfinder seem pretty cool based on their level of quality like i think it goes up to like legendary or something like that or mastercraft right yeah it, uh the dep- pet will allow you to add different affixes to them so maybe they're like ghost touched which means like they can damage ghost creatures or you know That's cool stuff like that or- okay Maybe one's keen, so it crits on a 19 and a 20. And the higher the quality of item is, the more of these affixes it can have on it. Mm-hmm. And then, like for instance, the one of the level 20 paladin ones is you can get like a masterwork shield, you can get a really powerful like, celestial mount, or you can get a really powerful weapon like sword. And it essentially allows you to add like an extra three of these affixes on it, so you can have like flaming, radiant damage, blah blah blah. So by this point, you're doing like. Eight, like 8d12 eight damage <laughs> plus like 40 uh, per hit so with it's, this like, weapon like mental
0: mental stuff yeah. yeah but what's
1: cool is like I think the fighter as well if I'm reading it correctly just gets an extra action he's per like there's this um there are 42, I think there are 42 conditions in Pathfinder 2e. Well, There's like
0: poison, sleep. Poison,
1: sleep, like stupefied, stunned. stunned, confused, like afraid. I, mean, I
0: would feel confused with 42 different. But
1: what's cool. How do you fit all of those on a DM screen? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what's cool about it is, I mean, you know, I'm someone who likes that sort
0: of. Granularity. You like having a rule for everything. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm much more freeform. Look, I'm am more, f-
1: more open. I'm a I'm a, I'm a free spirit we on need the ocean. To tame this wild world, okay, and it I mean, can't yeah, be okay. done through rules. But what <laughs> <laughs> okay. this dictator over there? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look, okay, then we got we got to have.
0: <laughs> I believe in the free world. You want everyone to follow your D
1: and D world. Okay, but yeah, there are a bunch of different conditions. Um So, like I say, there is a large amount of granularity. So I think one of the conditions is like swift where you get like an extra action kind of like being hasted i think the capstone for one of the fighters is you just just permanently so you have four actions instead of three so now you can attack four times if you want there's a really cool maneuver which is like a feat one of the fighter feats where you can attack you spend like three actions and you can attack everyone in your radius
0: that's cool so You what, just like, link like, yeah.
1: yeah so you just run into the middle of a bunch just of people do, and just, whirlwind. just spin around hitting everyone um, that's cool. and like what's cool about that it's like well okay I could spend each individual action on an attack but then yeah. I'm getting that cumulative um, accuracy the, penalty, yeah, the penalty whereas with this I'm not so there's so many tactics man there's so many I tactics in the game I
0: understand the draw because instantly I'm thinking oh how would I do that Legend of Zelda spin attack in D&D and there isn't really a way no nope, you can't do it there's no unless, unless I've made an item and then you're going to argue that, well, then you're homebrewing. Then it's not in the game, is it? And I'm like, yeah, okay, Well, We're looking at it
1: the enough. other way. You wanted to make like a Witcher-type character the other day.
0: I really right? wanted to play Geralt of Rivia, yeah.
1: And I was saying, look, we look in D&D and I was saying, okay, you could be kind of like a... Um Eldritch Knight Fighter, but that doesn't really fulfil the fantasy because you want to be more of like a Dex build, yeah. And Eldritch Knights really thrive in wearing yeah. plate mail and stuff like that. I mean, you can do a Dex build, but it's less, you know. Mm. um Or we're saying, okay, maybe you can. It, basically, what you want to be was a Ranger, and we discussed Rangers are not very good. It so can't be a
0: Ranger. There's no point being a Ranger. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then we were saying, okay, maybe you're going to multi-class um, like College of Swords Bard yeah. and Fire or stuff, but you don't want to multi-class. I've
0: just finished multi-class in. Yeah. So we
1: settled on a, a I think. College of Swords, but yeah, I'm going College of Swords, but so it doesn't, it. but it doesn't for fully fulfil really what you were going for, does it? No, no. But in this like build your own class, I mean,
0: I've given up on that idea. I'm playing a different character now, basically. Yeah, <laughs> this but in,
1: in this like build your own class with feats, you probably could do it because yeah. you could just play a fighter or a, a wizard or whatever, and just take a bunch of martial feats, yeah. or play a fighter and take a bunch of like magic feats. Maybe you pick a race which has innate
0: magic. Is there is there any like a block though like is that can can a fighter take magic feeds because in D&D fighters don't have magic do you
1: know what I mean I think so I'm not like I so. said I'm not 100% fully read on it yet I've only just started looking into it and it's quite a complex edition so it's a big old book but for instance what I think is cool as well is like like playing a Dragonborn in 5e I think it's pretty underwhelming in terms of, like, the main draw is, like, the uh, the breath attack, breath right? Happen, yeah. But it's just not very strong. And because it, it has it has to be balanced for, like, level one. Yeah, But what's cool in this is you can, because of the racial feats, now, I don't know if this is actually the case, I haven't looked into the Dragonborn, but I presume you could probably do something like you play a Dragonborn, and because you get racial feats every five levels, you just spend a feat every time on Increasing the yeah. breath weapon attack. So now it stays useful throughout your entire yeah, yeah, growth yeah. as a character. I
0: get it I get it and I get the tactical side of it too and it, Hearing you talk about it does make me want to give it a go Like presumably if you play like an arrow crow or something like that in pathfinder It's not broken. You
1: probably can't fly at level one But you can get an ancestral feat at level 10 which allows you to fly where but it's then, then not you're, broken You're a
0: bird with wings that can't fly. But
1: maybe your wings are just growing in
0: Okay but that doesn't work with my backstory of being an old woman aracocra.
1: Well, you're just a late bloomer. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: It's like puberty. <laughs> Everyone gets it eventually. But, um, I just
1: think that the granularity of it is that's something... That's the of the
0: day, isn't it? Well, it's just, it just... It's, good it's something it's I...
1: Good like, I think, about the edition. Now, I would have to see I think people were saying that spells are a bit underpowered. Spellcasters oh, seemingly losing me. This was in the playtest. Now they've probably updated it since then. They did do a, a hell of a lot of changes. Yeah. Um Sorcerers. Good in this edition. Good. Because wizards in this one don't prepare like they do in um five E. Wizards have to prepare say you want to cast Magic Missile, you yeah. have to prepare Magic Missile and the spell level you're going to cast. If you want to prepare... If you want to cast Magic Missile twice, you're going to have to prepare it twice. This is in, like, like old second oh, edition. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so if you, I want to cast, um, I don't know, Fireball at level four, I need to prepare Fireball at level four, and that's going to be my fourth spell slot prepared, right? Yeah. But I can only cast Fireball with it. Whereas Sorceresses, or Sorcerers, they cast like they do in 5e mm-hmm. so the draw of being a sorcerer is i have options yeah. i have a lower am- amount of spells but
0: you can do but, you're got more vers- i'm, I'm yeah. flexible yeah whereas
1: the wizard you, yeah. has a higher amount of overall spells but they have to lock themselves in and at the start really of the think day about
0: it and you never know what you're going to come up against in the day and yeah okay
1: and now that's not to say like i like how all the spell casters have like um you know, they can basically pick and choose from their prepared spell list what they want to cast yeah. in five E. But it basically does take the only thing that was good about sorcerer away from them. Yeah. Whereas obviously in this edition that's retained.
0: Yeah. I get it. And is you're it? gonna keep reading it, aren't you? I will. And there's so, a, there's
1: an Alchemist class.
0: That okay. Save it next week. Because we've been talking about this for twenty I minutes. I think they
1: just throw things at people. I think so the whole the whole poison. build is just Yeah.
0: Well I've been reading uh, last night as well oh. <laughs> Just last night um, Do you remember a while ago I told you I kickstarted oh, I was one of the many to kickstart The uh, Odyssey of the Dragon Lords campaign. I, vague, which I are, vaguely remember this Written by the guys behind Baldur's Gate And um, some other RPGs I think as Baldur's Gate I might be wrong Don't, don't quote me um, But it looked really cool looked Really interesting Greek epic fantasy They met all of their stretch goals uh, They were planning to get the PDFs out By this month And they did an update yesterday, last night for me, probably last night for many, I think, and uh, said, well, look, we're not done. We've got like 100 pages left of just appendixes to do and then backers' names in the back. Um, But here's what we've got so far. So I've been reading through it. And oh, my God, boy, is it good? Is it? It is good. You're going to be in for a treat when we run this in about five years' time. Cause mm-hmm. That's how long it's going to take us to get to it, but um. Well, we just got to get through like two homebrew campaigns. Two homebrew campaigns. Dragon um, High. Dragon High. Tomb of Annihilation. That
1: one shot campaign that's been the going one on. One shot
0: that's going on. Yeah. Not really a one shot campaign No, anymore. it's not one. We can't call it that really, but we're gonna have to. That one. The one thing I want to tell you about because I think you'll be interested because it's kind of something you homebrewed in your own game. Ooh. Is epic paths. So the Ooh. idea of um. Odyssey of the Dragon Lords is the whole Greek epic thing so when you think of like Hercules he had his, his own epic like story behind him that he was doing alongside all of his heroic stories that you read about like the Great Labours and things like that so when you got a character you can by choice you probably should pick an epic path to follow um and they're all different and there's g- g- a lot of options but they give you quests for your your character specifically with your character specific rewards and it's just a nice little extra thing in there that you can just do out in the open world while you're pushing the story on um lots of a uh, lot of options for some fun characters in there too with new races and spells and classes and
1: kind of reminds me of like um companion quests in like Mass Effect or Dragon Age but mm. you are the companion essentially pretty much doing this little side thing um, in between the main but, stuff
0: but they are really built in um, to this adventure and uh, I'm just I don't know how much I can say because they've only released the so what do you PDF become at the backers? end like a
1: lich or like a god king uh,
0: there you can how far can I go with it? you can become a god oh so the adventure goes up to level 15 and then there's something uh, which was a stretch goal called apocalypse which is like the it was the last stretch goal and it's this big epic extra thing so like the campaign ends and a few years on you come back to it and it's like here here's this extra thing you can do and it's like the end of the world but you you can become gods and it's greek epic so like the gods walk the world and so do the titans and it's kind of like the gods versus the titans and and your heroes of prophecy think jason and the argonauts but D so
1: by that level then are we? am
0: I like killing titans and gods or oh what? you'll be you'll be killing titans oh yeah oh, oh yeah. yeah just stabbing it in the toe it's like so large well I'm hoping if you're godly enough you can like get up there and like get in the neck at least in, in the lead, maybe yeah. you can fly or something yeah, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um me be Pegasus, uh... Ben's been asking for one mate, for a while now. Mate, if you just mate, give me
1: a Pegasus in the game. I'll, I'll
0: give you a Pegasus when you're level enough.
1: Um, okay, okay, you know, been asking for a while. It's fine. Don't worry okay. about it. I'm gonna kill you the day the day you get Pegasus. It. I'm it's gonna kill you. Fine, it. as long as I get one ride out of it.
0: No, 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 no like you're, you're gonna get the spell. Uh, the Pegasus uh, is gonna yeah. arrive, and then as it arrives, like the big bad evil guy's gonna turn up and just <laughs> just that or a unicorn sword through the back, mate. Any one of them will do. You will come across the unicorn at some point, whether you get to ride it. (laughs) that's another question because you've done some questionable things Um, anyway I don't know how much I can say about Odyssey because um, it's only out for backers at the moment Uh,
1: but look forward to hearing from us about it in you know two three years
0: no 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 you will hear about it by September the actual physical book should be with me um, Mm. and I will talk about it because I'm excited okay we've indulged ourselves
1: Mm-hmm. Shall we and, just, and well just one more thing on oh, I Pathfinder oh, thing oh, oh. If, if, <laughs> if anyone if anyone plays it <laughs> yeah. um, or knows more about it please do write in email us uh, DM we'll us at Yeah. Yep. let me know if it's any good those emails specifically for Joe because I've not read the yes let me know if the character building is as uh, dynamic and um, fancy-fulfilling for- as uh, it sounds. But you are going to keep reading it, aren't you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much better
0: to do right now. Cool. Well, yeah, while you're wishing your teeth were still in your mouth. Okay, we've had loads of emails over the past couple of weeks, which is wonderful. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Um, and we're just going to take this episode while Joe's in a half-comatose state of, of uh, pain medicine to go through some of your questions and queries. So I've picked out a couple. Um, the first one is from andrew andrew started his email with hail and well met which i I'm just drop in my bottle cap i greatly appreciate hail and well met i like it don't like get it. a lot of that nowadays um, salutations salutations you. hello he's been uh, running some pre-written modules and he said after hearing about the 66 page world bible that ben wrote for his planning on water I did. It's, it's a lot. A lot. Um, I'm interested in how you organise your thoughts and planning, both the mental models and the actual program slash notebook structure that you use. Often find my planning is sparse in certain areas and incredibly in depth in others. Any, ice, any insights would be appreciated.
1: So Well, we really need that Microsoft sponsorship to come in because we really do. all I can do is really gush about OneNote. OneNote is usefulness incredible. And um, Google Docs too. So for people who don't know, OneNote, it's broken down. You have notebooks, mm-hmm. which are then broken down into sections, which are then broken down into pages. Mm-hmm. Now, I have like maybe 10, 15 notebooks, which make up basically my entire world notes. And I'll have... I'll however have that broken down into like regions, cities, um you know, other areas and then in the section bit maybe I'll have like levels of a city or regions within the regions, right? Um and then I'll also have that broken down into like factions, NPCs, um items occasionally, right? And then I'll break that down to pages and I'll have a page on each one of those things so maybe I'll have a page on the Thieves Guild leader right yeah. I'll have a page on the um, and so how I'll break it down is in the faction area I have, maybe I'll have a page on Thieves Guild right and I'll have the, where they're based their history some key NPCs with maybe like a very small blurb about those right yeah. and then I'll expand that in the npc area well, i'll have like a full page spread on each npc what's cool as well is you can create internal links within OneNote, so i can have say this small blurb about an npc in the thieves guild like history bit and Mm -hmm. if i click on that it takes me straight to that npc's like full page spread so i can navigate around it quickly just by setting
0: up these um internal hyperlinks it's pretty great um and there is a lot of just a lot of options on how you want to lay things out and fit things in If that sounds like a lot and too much, the simpler version, which is the one that I'm using currently, is just good old Google Docs. Um, And it's just basically a Word document, but it's online and you can get it anywhere, which I find is honestly the best thing in the world. Um, Just being able to open my laptop, log in, boom, it's all there. And I've got one for, I've got my Waterdeep World Bible on there, which is basically broken down into... Um, because it's uh, adjusting the written module it's basically broken down into the story chapters so chapter one chapter two chapter three chapter four because there's only four in that one it's a short campaign um, module and what I've changed and so they'll have things like I don't know say I mean you've just you've played the first bit so you've got to the warehouse Um, There's a warehouse at the start and I will put something like, okay, warehouse section uh, is run as written apart from these bits and then I'll note which parts, which rooms, which characters are different and I'll have stat blocks on there and I'll have um, or I'll have links to the end of the document which is where I'll say like go to appendix whatever and I'll have all the stat blocks there Um, and it's just a pretty simple way of just having everything in one place and I can just scroll through. Bonus is if I put something in bold, it will be in a key on the side and I can just jump to it so that's nice so I, I use basically the same thing but more simplified
1: yeah and then when it comes to actually running the game I have a a page for each session yeah now oftentimes these will bleed together and so I might have one like I'll have like session 17 which ends end up becoming like session 17 slash 18 slash 19 before I actually move it onto a new page yeah but this is just for me to collate all the information i need from all these other pages into what okay what am i actually going to use this session right so i will have maybe i've got an encounter i'll just have that in a one little word box mm-hmm. and i'll have like you know four times ghouls, and i'll have the hp written out all ready to go so i can yeah b- begin deducting that when we play um maybe i'll have that i generally like to like sort of pre-roll everyone's initiative and things like that before just so it you know speeds up time during actual play that's a good tip as well yeah yeah so especially if i I've Got like 10 monsters. Hmm. I'll roll all their initiative before we go, and then um, you know, I haven't got I'll just I can just get the players' initiatives, drop them in i also like it's a fun little tip is i'll write down one to twenty mm-hmm. put in the initiative of all my monsters and then when the players just tell me theirs i can just drop them in to the correct number yeah so instead of like okay i write down ben's and then i write down james's okay and then you write down well he's at the top of that now wesley's is in between ben and james so i haven't left enough space yeah, so i need yeah. to rewrite all this yeah you know yeah, yeah that's just kind of an easy way to do it um and so if i'm okay the guys are going to go to the thieves guild tonight i'm pretty sure in this session so i'll pull some information there I'll, maybe i'll copy and paste it maybe i'll create a couple of links to those pages so i can mm-hmm. quickly navigate to them should i need it but ideally i shouldn't really need to navigate to anything else other than what's on this one session page
0: that's a really strong way of doing it and there are some great tips in there like the initiative thing is it is incredible to do having all your stuff rolled out already it's if you've got the time do it because it will save time when I'm running. I and if I'm running water deep, um, I just have my world Bible. So I'll have the book and I have my world Bible on my laptop in front of me and I have my laptop behind the DM screen because I can control music from there. I can control, um, you know, what's on the screen for me. I can type up things and bring up interactive maps of the city and stuff like that. Um, and I will just. When I'm playing the module, I'll flip through the book, I'll read the bits I need to read from the book, and I'll read the bits I need to read from my sheet, and they just sort of go hand-in-hand together. So I don't create that extra page. When I'm running my homebrew campaign, which has a similar world Bible that is less in-depth as my homebrew words tend to be compared to the written stuff, (laughs) um, because I like to leave stuff open um for for future games. I will um I will usually have a quick flick through. I've got a page on there that has questions that I always ask myself when I'm prepping. I'll go to that one, go through it, check everything. I'll make any notes like on a handout for me. So I've got something physically if I have them, but most of the time I run it through my mind because I know most of the stuff that I need to know is quite simple and I can just I just know it. Because I've spent so much time in that world. When I'm done I make a separate page away from both of those documents, depending on the campaign, that just says, last session, this happened, this happened, this happened. You need to remember this. This is where we start. Um, and then w- w- in this week, think about this. And then I'll go back to that page before the prep to be like, right, here's what happened. Here's the thing past Ben said I need to remember. And then I can go back to the World Bible, find out what, you know, go and find the info I need, etc., etc.
1: I mean, another tip I do as well is at the end of each session, I just write down, like, session... You know, 18 ending and I'll yeah. put bullet points of key things that have happened that session um, so then when it comes to planning my next session I can look at that and be like okay these are the key things that happened I'll then do another little text box which is like session 19 opening yeah. and here I'm like here are the things I want to recap straight yeah. away as to what's happened so things I want to tell the players I like to do little vignettes a lot of the time as well mm-hmm. so those will be informed what's happened in the previous session even though if they are seemingly very unrelated to what's going on yeah um my ideas for those generally come from what happened in the last session and thematically what would tie together quite well so i think it's important to write down at the end of your session to spend like five minutes all the stuff that's happened otherwise like you generally tend to forget the small i literally do that
0: as the rest of the guys are packing away like as soon as we've stopped as people start to like pack their sheets away and things open up a new form type, type 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 done like that just straight away you can even make notes as you're going as well that's not a bad thing to do I just find it easier to just recap at the end yeah yeah Um, for sure and I find this is one of those things that is so much easier to do with a written module because you don't have to I find like when I write down stuff from my homebrew I write down like a good page of things when I write down like from when we finished Waterdeep I think I wrote like maybe a paragraph And I was like, right, that's what I need to know because the rest at the moment is in the book. And I mean, that will change as well because you're at the start of the campaign and that's quite, this the first quest is a little bit linear, but when it opens up, then, you know, things will change and how, and where we move on to and how things develop will change how I prep and and make notes and and all that kind of stuff. Um, Okay, what about physical notes? Don't do them. And what, not at all? Uh, Not really.
1: I do them, (sighs) well, when I'm coming up when I'm like just about to go to sleep, basically, and I need to jump out of it to write something down, as to not forget it in the morning.
0: at <laughs> last minute.
1: Yeah, I will write something down, but then I quickly transfer them to digital, and I don't really know why that is. I don't, I will occasionally write down notes as I'm going in a session. If I come up with like a quick idea, um, say NPCs are interacting with a character, I think, oh, I just want to do that a bit later on, like 20 minutes down the line, I might write it down. Yeah. Um, but for the most part I just use digital notes because I think they're more malleable and it's easier for me to format that stuff later on like I say I'm a bit of a I'm a bit OCD when it comes to my organising of things if, mm. if it all gets a bit messy um, and there's not a structure to it then I find it's difficult for me to quickly pick out information and then the flow of the session just gets kind of out of whack and then I'm I'm stuck trying to put things together whilst the players are waiting for me to you know continue facilitating the story
0: yeah yeah well, I um, I used to do, and I, I, I kind of wish I was doing it more often again, but it took up a lot my time, was I'd have a little black book. And it was like a little notebook that I'd just carry around with me. And if I had an idea, I'd drop I'd it down. It's full of things, like it's full of um, little dungeon maps that I've drawn in and written notes for that I can just drop into the game. It's got quest ideas for, for places in my homebrew world that we still haven't got to, that are really, like, I love them and we just we haven't got to them. We haven't gone to that part of the map yet. Um one day. Yeah, one day. There's items in there that I've drawn up and stuff like that. You know, it's it's got loads of stuff in there and if and if I just had an idea, I'd just write it down, draw it out like but it becomes it became like that thing of oh my lunch break I'll just draw a little dungeon map it'll be fine and then my lunch break's finished half hour ago and I need to get back to work um, but that's a really nice way and if you're an artistic or a creative person then it's a nice way to just let that energy out if you want to get a bit of D&D out of you and, and you're not playing for a while and you need to just write something down and it, Who it's, is
1: playing for a while though Ben? Do those people exist that play every week? Is that a real
0: thing? I mean I've heard that they exist i'll believe it when i see it i mean it's not us is it let's face it um we were gonna play we were gonna play this weekend but you had your teeth taken out so that was unfortunate i did say you could play about me
1: but the, the no, guys no, no, the guys were strong i put strong it, I put it to the
0: table and um no we, we decided to wait we decided to wait well look we've um we've gone on for about half hour now and um i mean we have got some other topics but
1: I, w- I would like to dedicate you know a a full um a full time frame to these individuals.
0: Yeah, Paul Knight, <laughs> Sir Paul knight. knight, Sir Paul Knight. Yeah, we've decided you are an actual knight, Paul. I wonder what he got his knighthood for. Do you think he saved a damsel in distress? Slayed a mm. dragon, maybe. I don't know. Not sure. Um, he's got a couple of really good ones that we want to get into. Um, uh, about versimilitude and and players down, and also uh, favourite. Uh, systems and modules. I mean, you've been talking about Pathfinder, so I think we've kind of answered that one.
1: Yeah, my so, well, favourite systems second edition. Yeah, maybe Pathfinder. I don't. know. We don't know yet. Five E still the best one. So, obviously. Um,
0: Paul, we will we will get into these things with you, um, but we've we've had we've had a bit of an issue this week, haven't we? You and your teeth. My teeth. Yeah. And you. Been just, a problem. You look like you're gonna fall over. To be honest, mate. I need. I think you need a cup of tea. Um and. Also, our, st- our studio setup just broke on us. As you may, you may notice... Joe may sound a little bit the different. The sound quality's different because we're in a different location. Different location. Right just, I mean, just next door, but, yeah. I mean, I could see the other studio through the window, but, you know, it's still still a different location. I also wonder what Paul got his... You just, you just, you're really off with it. you're high on payments. I just you.
1: want to know, like, you know, he's uh, we've never spoken to a knight before, you know. I mean, we don't sir. know he's a knight. I'm just assuming he's a knight. I mean,
0: his name is his his name is Knight with a K. So, what sort of heretic would call
1: themselves a knight and not be a knight? You know? It's true. It's not. This it's not true. a very knightly thing to do, is it? I can only assume he did it by um, I don't know. What dragon? Oh, I think I'm going to say he's a military hero. What with a sword and shield? Uh yeah, he's a lunatic,
0: completely <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> I think maybe he got his knighthood in um, in the defence of his kingdom, his realm. He travelled far and wide, slayed evil beasts and, and has now got severe PTSD and, and he plays D and D to recruit right? Yeah. Maybe he relives his life through D and D. Therapeutic but rough at the same time yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay mate you look like you're gonna <laughs> you look like you're gonna pass out look, well, I hope I feel like I feel like this has been a bit of a half-assed one but um we kind of can't help
1: I don't it. think so I think we've given people good advice on how to organise their their notes as a DM which is actually a what would sound like a small bit of minutiae but it's actually very important to that's the, true the flow of the game I would highly recommend pre-rolling your initiatives for encounters with monsters that
0: is it and, and saves a lot of time the initiative order once laying or anything, it out it laying is it such out. a good idea.
1: Yeah, because as soon as you can get I think as soon as you say okay roll initiative the the high intentions there but every second from then on is ticking down until something happens. Yeah. And the longer you leave it, you know, the more the pace kind of breaks up. Mm-hmm. So if you the, the shorter you can make that roll initiative to the first attack roll happening and the big thing, you know, it makes it even more exciting I think if you can kick it off with like a saving throw or, or something like that, you know, yeah. if you get the drop yeah. on the uh, the players.
0: Definitely. Um and I mean you got to talk about Pathfinder for about 20 minutes. Yeah. So. I mean
1: if anyone's played it Played the playtest. Let me know. I've been hearing that Paladins are not that good. They're kind of a bit pointless. If Paladins were well awful... might be fighters with feats. If Paladins were awful, would that stop
0: you from getting involved in Pathfinder?
1: <sighs> I mean, it would upset me. I've heard that Paladins are... Because they're not casters anymore. There's a big change. They don't have spells. They have spell points, which they use on powers, which are basically spells. But they're not technically spell casters, so... I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think they're very good. I mean, I really like the the theming of them getting like a super powerful mount, shield, or sword as their like final capstone. Yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. To be fair, the five E capstones for basically becoming angels is is pretty cool in yeah, and it's of itself. Cool. That's one of the better ones.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I j- like
0: Joe. You're just back on Pathfinder now. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going.
1: <laughs> I like it. I mean, but look. Okay, here's the perfect. Uh, Example of the difference between Pathfinder and Five E. So five E, capstone for the fire, you get an extra attack. Yeah. Pretty cool. Four attacks around. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, in Pathfinder you just get an extra action
0: which can be used for anything.
1: Anything. That's like the perfect <laughs> analogy <laughs> for the difference between these two systems.
0: All right. Well, look, we'll leave it to the listener. Let's see what they say. I want to know if anyone's um feeling the same or if like me, they're a little bit apprehensive because learning a new system is a big undertaking.
1: Yeah, I also want to play that Star Wars one. I know you that do. I one. know you do. If anyone's hear, played right that, now. let us know.
0: <laughs> You're just it's just tell
1: me, just talk to me. And just talk to me.
0: <laughs> All right. Look, I hope you've got something out of today's episode. If uh, not the least to laugh at Joe and his um, his his chubby cheeks. I'm here to entertain. We will be back next week with a full fledged, uh, probably extra long episode, so we can talk about everything, and we'll go through Sir Paul nights' topics, and we'll bring you something more interesting too. Excellent. Cool. You can catch us on Twitter at We Speak Common, and um, please, 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 uh, berate us for pictures of Joe's chubby cheeks because if I get them, I will post them, and uh, you can email us too with all of the Pathfinder information. <laughs> <laughs> at we speak common at hotmail.co.uk and, uh, Paul, email in with your citation. How did you get that nighthood? How did you get that nighthood? Because if you, if you let us know before we uh, record next episode, we'll, we'll make sure to set the record straight. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening today. If you like the podcast, do us a favour. Leave us a like or review on your platform of choice and share us with your friends you can get in touch with us on twitter at we speak common or through the email we speak the music in the podcast is street dancing by timecrawler82 and is licensed under an attribution license cc by NC. you can find it on the free music archive